This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files. I'm Ken Knapsack for another edition of America's 13th favorite interview show. We're climbing the charts. We had a return guest last week with Mark Riley. And actually, before that, we had a return guest with Michael Beatrice. So let's keep the trend going with a return guest. But he's got a new book, and we're going to talk all about it. It is my friend and yours. It's been a while, Lou Santini. It's good to be back. You had Beatrice on uh, the other day, huh? I had to. It was, yes, and it was great, and he was heartfelt. He talked about his struggles with alcoholism and all this stuff. But to get him out of the house with those two young children... (laughs) That was a feat in itself. <laughs> it was important. It was important for him to do, but it was uh, it was it was fun. So, all right, Lou's here. Lou's been on the show before. We've talked dating. We've talked uh, comedy, radio, radio, Simpsons, uh, Simpsons, which we still need to do the big Simpsons podcast. Oh. You, me, Chip, Beatrice, and yeah. others. Um, but now he's got this book here. I'm looking at right now, Amateur Nation: The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills. Yeah, and this is. Based on, I can't just say like things you've talked about in stand up, but your life in general. <laughs> life in general, yeah, my life in general. And what's funny, I'm I'm not exaggerating. Literally driving on the way over here, had to had to heckle a jogger by your by your studio. Had to heckle a I jog- jogger. Like, if you're gonna, jo- I'm not saying you have to like full on sprint, but if you're gonna jog, jog. I don't know how to describe it because we're on, yeah. we're on we're on radio here, but. Yeah. She, this woman was taking the, literally the smallest oh, steps yeah. possible while still qualifying not quite as walking. The walk jog. And, and, and is, she's got shorts on and all this expensive gear, and she's got a headset on and doing the micro steps. I'm trying to turn. I'm like, either, and I, of course, window down, either jog or don't. Do you have, <laughs> and the, do you have standards? Like, say that she had been heavier set or older, and you're like, hey, good job, you. You're, you're out there doing the thing. Or was it because maybe she was a little bit more in shape? You were upset? No, no, she. I, I honestly wouldn't say she was super fit, nor mm-hmm. would I say she was chubby or right, overweight. Right. She was right. I, I just felt like you're wasting your time. What are you doing? Get to get. She would have been better off just walking quickly. Get busy, busy living or get yeah, busy I just, time. I don't know. I just and what the thing was is I was trying to turn left and there was like yeah. four cars behind me, and they're oh, all yeah, honking yeah, at me yeah, and like they don't the see problem. me waiting for this lady and I'm like yeah. I can't turn. She's blocking the whole world. And this is where the genesis of your book yes. comes from the amateurs and you talk about it a lot in your stand up and you are you are uh i don't want to say you're a you're a shit magnet but you attract a lot of this kind of stuff i feel like it and you feel like it so you felt the need to document it right. and get it out there put it out there for the world but also the subtitle the decline of common sense manners and social skills i think is just as important i agree that's part of your message i here. agree and uh, I know you, I mean, you and I started, we met as friends doing yeah. stand-up, and you, I, you have not seen me perform in a while. My act has evolved significantly in the last six months. Yeah. I mean, I still do a lot of the favorites yeah. and the things that sure. you're familiar with, because you were there for my live CD taping years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I still do those or whatever. I'm not exaggerating, and by no means am I even putting myself in the same stratosphere as him. Sure. But for the last two or three months, every show I've done, and I've done them all over LA, and I was back doing a fundraiser back in my hometown yeah. after the show. Someone's like... You remind me a lot of Bill Burr. Oh, yeah. I'm getting that a lot now. Getting the Burr thing. I'm getting the Burr thing. Yeah, it's, a good it, it, thing. it's a good thing. I said, yeah. I'm not trying to copy him. Or, he's my current favorite. Sure. But uh, it's, I've gone through a lot personally and professionally in the last 12 months. And then combined yeah. with his surge, resurgence and uh, just and writing this book and some others and just reinventing how yeah. I perform and just how I am and how I exist on stage. Yeah. Yeah, so. uh, and, and this is, like I said, isn't your first book. You have written uh, your your Weird Conversations with Mom. Yep, got volumes one and two of that. One and two, and then uh, the the other book. Uh, you, you you have a lot of experience uh, in your in your past yeah. DJing weddings, not being in weddings. No. <laughs> DJing weddings. No, I've emceed over a thousand. Yeah, so you have a kind of a wedding advice book. What out not there to do. Well. What not to do. Right. But this one seems, the other ones, I mean, you're very close to your mother. It's sure. It's a personal journey. You're 
I've, I know your mother. I've been, yeah. I've witnessed the conversations. <laughs> it's not an act. Not an act. So that's there. But this one seems to be a culmination of a lot of things in your life. Yeah, it really was. It was just like the right time. And uh, just like all my other books that I wrote, mm. this started off as simply posts on social media. Mm. Facebook, Instagram, even Twitter. And uh, right. eventually, I, mean, I have a good fan base from you know my radio days and comedy uh, fans and stuff. And it got to the point where there's like, you should write a book. I'm like... Yeah. Why do I have to keep waiting for people to tell me to write a book before I do it? I just never, yeah. it never occurs to me. That is, uh, this I mean, is, I'm waiting for your Star Wars book. Uh, more on that soon. Okay, actually. good, yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know anyone personally who knows uh, more about it than you do. I, uh, yeah, I'm having as the time of this recording, I'm having a lunch Wednesday about something with, related to oh, that. Good, good. Uh, I don't want to spill the beans too much. No, no. In case it doesn't happen, but um, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, th- this seems. I, I can't explain because. Trying to get through the radio to the people, the, the, the audio, who people don't know you personally. This seems like you really rolled up your sleeves and were like, how can I get, go show people my perspective right. on life? That, it, it, right, exactly right. And and I, it, you, you want to start it off with just like one giant long essay and mm-hmm. random thoughts. And then you realize, like, right, all right, right. I'm all over the road here. I got to put this in cohesive. Look, it's a humorous book. You're gonna, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a bathroom reader. You know, well, you know that I'll, I'll get a lot of pages done soon. <laughs> so yeah, it's funny, but it's there, got a it's got a message. It's got it definitely Your has message. a message. Yeah. It definitely has a message. Um, the, uh, to, to be clear, since we yeah. haven't talked about it yet, what is an amateur? It is simply the sim- simply it is people who are doing life wrong, and you know who they are. And I'm not yeah, talking I guess, about. I'm, I, I guess before, sorry, like before, people thought we were just talking about like college football players. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. I said. I mean, I give I give the dictionary.com <laughs> definition of an amateur. Right. Then I uh, simplify a little bit more. And then, of course, I give, you know, my interpretation of it. Okay. But, it, you know, and I even have a mathematical equation and, uh, you know, what it takes to become an amateur and the amateur mission statement. It's not a matter of just someone who is rude or dumb or yeah. lacking common sense or social skills or manners. It's really an amalgam of all of those. But most importantly, a lot of it seems to be deliberate. Yes. And that's the difference. We, yes. we all we all have brain farts. Yes. We all forget to signal when we turn. We all forget to, you know, do whatever. The merge that to you merge. didn't realize. Yeah, it's like, oh, sorry, you know. We all, like, we say we don't want to mm-hmm. text and drive, but we all been caught. I'm not talking about that. The people yeah. who, uh, in my world, and you've known me for how many years? It's been close 12, to 15. 15? Yeah. I, I feel the world's divided into three groups. The norms, us. Okay. Okay. And then the other two groups are divided into uh, to two groups, and that is the people who are doing life wrong because they feel self-entitled and they have to have attention, the bad right. kind of attention. Right, right. And you, right. you and I want attention when doing this show I, right absolutely, now. Absolutely, yeah. The bad look kind at me, of look at me. Yeah, but but they want the bad kind of attention because yeah. they're bored or unfulfilled or they're, they're uneducated or unintelligent or just yeah. didn't are they're not where they want to be in life so they're just going to act like an asshole in everyday right. public. Right. The the third group finally is the people doing life wrong because they are simply clueless, unaware and uh, unaware. There's no yeah. s- not not uh, naive or ignorant. They are, they have no self awareness. Right, right, right. Like the lady who was taking these micro baby steps, blocking nine lanes of traffic while I'm trying to get to your studio. That's that's a lack of awareness. Yes. Right. Yes. And you and 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 just I I don't know why I want to preface this. Longtime listeners know who you are, but listen before. But I have a lot of newer listeners. You know, you you don't start at sixty. You go to zero to sixty. You are very very polite gentleman in the public. So you're not seeing this and immediately going. I'm going to scream at you. Yeah, you you give them the chance to prove themselves. Always, I always give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I have right. always wanted to treat people like I would want to be treated, especially if we're a stranger. Yeah. Uh, I make it very clear more than once in my book that being an amateur has nothing to do with your age, race, religion, sexual preference, political affiliation, right. your eth- ethic, uh, ethnical background, uh, anything right. like that. It's... It, it, your, Maybe your sports team. Your, your actions, that's it. Yeah. I've run into amateurs of all ages, shapes, sizes. Uh, I even talk about in the book how there's been amateurs throughout history. And oh, who, I love it. Who the first amateurs were. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, look, I even talk about it. I don't know if, I, I think I sent you a sneak preview copy. Yes, and I, I did the foreword of the book. Yeah, right? he also wrote the foreword. Yeah, yeah. Very funny, based on a true thing that happened to you. Yeah, yeah, based on a real-life amateur. And uh, my mother, back in May, I was going to release this like at the end of May, and I was getting really, really close. And then she yeah. gave me for a birthday present a copy of a book that the father of our country, George Washington, wrote okay. when he was 14 years old. <laughs> And the book was entitled, it was like something like 101, 110, thing, 110 Rules to Live By 
and keeping your social skills intact. I mean, here's a 14-year-old kid telling me that, Jesus, there's amateurs even back in colonial times. What is that, 18, uh, 1740 he's right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, around that time? Yeah, I think it was like 1746. Wow. And, he has, and what's funny is, and like, I'm like, this, and they're common sense rules. And the number one rule he comes yeah. out with, to paraphrase, just act like you're not at home. That, and and re- basically, remember you're not at home. We can see you. <laughs> Ye act like you are at the old homestead. <laughs> Ye old amateur. <laughs> First of all, I didn't realize that uh, back in like 1746, YouTube video titles were at 110 reasons to live. (laughs) Clickbait was already there. Well, they didn't have text, people texting with their mouth open, walking. They were like, you know, scribing with, you know, feather pens, (laughs) walking across crosswalks. (laughs) Do not cross the carriage, Ray, while writing with your feather pen. Look at this idiot on a horse writing with a quill. Come on, move it. Is there one particular incident, without giving away too much of what's in your book, that made you go, enough's enough, I need to write. Like you said, this is an era where you can kind of create your own media. Content creation right. is king, but you're like, enough. This is more than a post. I need to share this. Yeah, I think uh, one of the chapters in the book, uh, I, I list the, the habitats where amateurs are found and the most frequent places. And I'm sure it was either, look, I mean, it, it, off the top of my head, the main habitats were amateurs in no yeah. particular order. Grocery stores, the yeah. gym. Yeah. Uh, Any way you're traveling, whether you're in an Uber car, uh, on a train, a plane, an automobile, you know, stuck in traffic, that walking kind of thing. Walking path now. Walking <laughs> path. You got to watch for these nimrods. Um, yeah. So I'm sure it was probably the grocery store or the gym. One of those two. Those because I mean, my butt puckers up when I have to go to the grocery store. Grocery shopping should be. It should be painless. It, 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 should, it should be. I'm not saying enjoyable, but at the no. very least, I shouldn't want to like punch a baby when I leave a grocery and store. And you were the only person I know to be in like three fist fights at a grocery oh, store God. on I'm separate occasions. Not in a fist fight. Close, close. And the manager was called twice, but <laughs> but I was in the right. And that's where I go back to your point. Was like, how do I attract? How this? do you attract it? I'm minding my own business. Yeah, I'm not giving anyone the stink eye. I, yeah. well, I mean, hey, the one time the guy was actually like bullying a very very little old lady. Yeah, rammed her cart. And you stepped in. I stepped in. Sir. Well, because I'm like, that could be your mother, my yeah, mother. Absolutely. That's going to be us. We're all going to get yeah, old. And I just, I willing. hate disrespect of old people. I just, sure. I hate that. But that was, that was wild. Yeah, but that's not so much an amateur. That was just an a-hole. But, right. But so the habit does. No, but he was doing life wrong. Life you wrong. Can, put this way. You, so can, he, yeah. you can be an amateur and yeah. not be an asshole. But okay, you, but you don't necessarily good. have to be an asshole. You'd be an amateur. That's a good clarification. You know, right? So if you're out there listening and you're like, I think I might be an amateur, <laughs> there's hope for you. Well, it's, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I have yeah. a whole chapter like the old Jeff Foxworthy bit. You might be a redneck if. Yeah. I have a chapter. You might be an amateur if. And I give very specific examples of certain actions yeah. that if you're doing these, I'm not saying you are, you could be. And mm-hmm. how do you judge that? I have the four stages of oh, being an amateur. The- you don't want to be stage four. That's... There's yeah. kind of no turning back at that point. You're you're good. You're you're beyond beyond the pale. Beyond help. I I'm I'm trying to look, yeah. I but you're right because I get nervous too. I I am sometimes like my father before me get a little spacey, and so I'll do things unaware. But I I think other times I'm super aware. So I don't know if I'll ever reach that point. But I, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything again, I can confess. Again, we all get brain farts. We we space it's out. It's not that. Yeah. 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 Intention. Like yeah. I said. If, if, if All right, here, here's one that stands out. I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for, but I was at the uh, uh, Big Lots. What brought you to the Big Lots? I don't know. I just <laughs> I, I needed something that I, you know, because I was in the mood for a lawn chair, a candle, and a box of Twinkies, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I was at Big Lots for whatever reason, yeah. and I'm standing in line. I had two or three items, and the lady's doing her best to get everyone through the line as fast. And this woman walked in, the, the little automatic door open. She had one foot in the door, and she screams at the top of her lungs. Can I swear in this show? Sure, you can swear. Where's the motherfucking whiteout in this bitch? <laughs> who, who enters a room and screams, where's the motherfucking whiteout in this bitch? Who, uh, at a big lot, that's probably Who does mind. that? <laughs> I mean, even if she just yelled, where's the whiteout? Yeah, but just drop the drop F-bomb it. and yeah, in this bitch... <laughs> Um, I, I, and the whole store, of course, turned. turned. Security guy. I'm like, we need a security guy at Big Lots. I mean, this is not the first scream for whiteout. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, and I was looking at the cashier, and yeah. you could just see her like, oh, not no, another one. Not another big And she was being cool. And so she walked right up to her while yeah. she's waiting on other customers. Yeah, of course. And she goes, where's that mother effing whiteout? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, ignore her. Yeah. Ignore her. Like, don't don't give to, her the power. Don't go to jail. Don't go. Uh, uh, no, not, not oh, for me to ignore her. Oh, okay. I wanted the cashier to like, don't answer her. Don't stop what you're doing. You're doing your job. We're right. all waiting in line like civilized people. 
And she did. She ignored her. I'm like, awesome. Good. I was next in line. And I just kind of gave the cashier a nod, like, go ahead, deal with this. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the woman, so perfectly, passively, aggressively, looks at her. She goes, can I help you, (laughs) ma'am? After she'd already screamed twice. And she said it again. Where's the mother effing white on this bitch? And in my head, I'm like, please say you don't have it. Please say you don't have it. Please. And she goes, ma'am, we don't carry white out. And then she goes, you know, for mistakes and shit. And I'm like... Yeah, because something tells me you need a case of whiteout the way you're talking. Can I imagine what your writing is your like? Life. And who uses whiteout anymore? Is that uh, even a thing? Yeah, yeah. On your typewriter? <laughs> your type, your, your selectric, <laughs> IBM Selectric 2 typewriter that you, you get that little tape back. thing that you roll back. And then so I, of course, you know, I'm like, yeah. this lady's my hero now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was there and I just said something like, will you marry me? And I think she was in so such a state of deal. She goes, uh, no, sir, I cannot. I'm <laughs> like... Oh, well, I was, I was close. I was trying to make your day. And I hope you dedicated the book to her. <laughs> yeah. But that, <laughs> there's, there's a prime example of yep. amateur behavior. I need attention. Mm-hmm. I want it now. Right. And I, I don't care. I'm in, I'll do what I want. Yeah. We are very much an I do what I want era. This is what's happening. This is what you dec- say, the decline in common sense, manners, and social skills. It's, it's not the big picture stuff, but I think this leads to the big picture I stuff. I 100% agree. But it starts, it starts small. Right. It starts in a lot of ways. I if you're going to walk into a store screaming what that lady yeah. said, you're not treating your friends and family great. No. You're not, you don't have a great job. You're not talking to your boss or your employees that way. Yeah. You're not even at that level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, and that's where I don't know where it began. And yeah, you can blame social media, phone, texting, all that stuff. That's definitely part of it. I talk about that, but it, I, it, I talk about that. Uh, what? Who is to blame? Yeah, and I say, look, What's I share it? the blame. Me, you, can us people in general, the normal people and the amateurs, but also yeah. the social media. Because and come on, you and I, we're, I'm a little older than you, but we're both from an era where uh, we had to wait sometimes. Landlines, right. you had to go home and check your answering machine, yep. things like that. And people yep. right now are now laughing. And by the way, this is not a book like this guy's old. He's making fun of new music and technology and right, bell bottom right. trousers. And no, that's not what this is. Which is funny because now bell bottom trousers. Yeah, now they're back. back in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not what that's about. Sure. I like progress, but never at the expense of quality of communication or quality of service or product. Right. You have a you have a complicated relationship with technology. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Explain how. So, I just as Homer Simpson would say, explain more. Yeah, I did. <laughs> let's see where to, where to begin. Yeah. I, going back to social media, yeah, when it first became a thing, when it exploded uh, to um, a new Friendster, life. MySpace, pick one of the yeah. social media. All right, pick one of those. I'll pick Friendster. Okay, <laughs> but they, oh, you can connect with someone worldwide at the you know click right. of a button. Okay, but at what expense? Sure. Thanks to social media, it is easier to lie, cheat, steal, spy, block, avoid, ghost, uh, yeah. pick, pick any of these terms. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, yeah, oh, I never got your message. Really? Well, I must have not got a signal. That, that's so easy now yeah. to just tell someone if you just don't want to get back with them. People break up via text. Yes. You know, people break or just don't, you just block, just you know, and I'm done gone. with that person. They're dead to me. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's it. It takes away a lot of accountability. Thank you. And since social, it's all going to stay. I think we just have oh, to find, find a way. And and there seems to be a little bit of a backlash against that type of behavior. I think we need more books like Amateur Nation. Right. But you know what I mean? Like I see some people starting to get fed up with that kind of stuff. Well, I've, I've in a general way. You know, look. I mean, I know you really live on social media and you do, do well with it. I I do it begrudgingly, and I sure. have moments where I post things more often than I don't. Mm-hmm. I wish I probably should have more followers, which. Just the sound of that word makes me insane. I mean, is there anything, you know, just to tell yeah. yourself, like, to tell people, yes, I follow him or her. I'm a follower. follower. I'm not saying we all have to be leaders, but I mean, sure. <laughs> but I'm just Dear saying, God, just, no. just, yeah, just that, just that mere idea makes me nuts. Yeah. And look, and it affects your life. You, you, you do a lot of voiceover work and stuff, too, and, and comedy. And yeah. I've been in those meetings with execs who are like, how many followers do they have? Yeah. And it's, it's as much as, and I have, I have a good amount, but I want more. Yeah. And that's, it's a never ending quest. You know, I get, I probably average about 20 or 30 extra followers a week. And you know sure. how many of those are some foreign country spam BS porn star, whatever. We want to go talk Lou, make sure election. Right. Easier right. All of a sudden I'm like, nope, block, deleted. <laughs> nope, block, deleted. Nope. I, 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 yeah. I take a picture of uh, something. I mentioned the word shoes. I get 19 followers who manufacture shoes now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, this is not good communication. This is not bringing people together. Right. It's not. Right. Um, 
You know what's funny? I give you a lot of credit for because I used to tease you about it sometimes, but like your Facebook page. And Facebook's kind of <laughs> I know what you're going to say right Cha- now. Facebook's a little passe now, but you, after like 24 hours, yep. delete things from your wall, yeah. you post. And I always be like, hey, it's a collection of your histories. It's a collection. It's a thing. And then now James Gunn gets fired for tweets. You know, that's yeah. a deb- I don't not entering a debate whether he should or not. But now we're seeing like tweets from like 2011 are costing people jobs. Right. Uh, not that you said anything bad, but I'm like, oh, Lou was on to something. <laughs> well, just my thing Scrub it clean. Yeah, if, if it's uh, like, for example, I did a show at a comedy club last Saturday. Well, I mean, why would I leave that post up? That show is over. You know, I announced, hey, if you want free tickets or if you want to be on the guest list sure, and here's sure, the yeah. time and place of the show, at 24 hours, it's up. And I will not let, I mean, man, one time I wasn't paying attention to my settings and people just flooded my wall with, here's a puppy. Here's what I had for <laughs> breakfast. You know, I mean, here's a bowel movement. I'm like, I don't need any of this. The idea that we have to post our emotions right. boggles my mind. By, by definition of whatever you're posting, shouldn't your emotions come through? Yeah, yeah, there is something I find myself, because I think early on, uh, especially MySpace, when you blog, you could write bl- essays and stuff. That's different. Yeah. But I, I find myself in these times more and more, little, not upset's not the word, but even some of my close friends, you're living too much of your real life through status updates, and meaning you're in a bad mood, and instead of making a joke about it, right. you're just posting, having a bad day. Today. I'm like, don't, don't live, live that privately. Yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, privately. when I'm in my worst moods, I mean, it's not that I can't just yeah. log on instantly. I actually like uh, 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 pause my account or whatever you want to call it. I just like, no, nope, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't even, even want to have it. You block yourself. I out? block myself <laughs> because I don't want to I don't I don't want to take yeah, out yeah. my mood on everybody. Yeah. And, and a lot of the stuff, it could be personal or whatever. And I also know this will pass so that I don't want to come off like a prick in a short amount of time. Yeah. So I just like, you know what? I'm just going to get away from it. I don't need. And then on top of that, if you're already in a bad mood and you see so. You know what's making me crazy? Because you and I are both in the entertainment business. Yeah. These people. I think I am. You know, head, heading to an audition, feeling blessed. God damn it. You're not feeling <laughs> blessed. You don't need to announce everything. You know what that's called? It's called going to work. Millions of people do it every day, and they don't call attention. They work in factories and have crappy jobs. They were dead-end office jobs like I have before. Right. I did announce, well, going to work again, just like I did the last 4,000 times, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. All right, I might be going back into the security field because my unemployment's running out. I'm, if I do, I'm going to post, going to the guard check today. <laughs> Just for you. Well, there's that, Hashtag uh, 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 se- secure. Well, there's like, everyone's feeling blessed. Here's when you feel blessed. When you're walking across the street and some guy almost runs you over with a truck and you dodge that guy. And you're blessed. Like, wow, that was close. I'm like, I got hit by a truck. <laughs> feeling blessed because you have an audition or because you, you you cooked breakfast. Right. You know, having great family time today. Feeling lucky. I'm like, oh, my God. Just, just can you have it. a real moment? Can you have... That's big with you. Uh, it's well, big, you real moments. Do you take pictures of every single... I'm like, I know you went to Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah. Of course you're going to take pictures. Sure, sure. That's different. But you didn't take pictures of... You took probably pictures, and I've seen your page. I know you yeah. well enough. It's You're a Star Wars enthusiast. You, sure, sure. You meet people. You're in a panel discussion. Uh, right. You got fans. That makes sense. Right. But you'll get the people, they take a picture, you know, parking at Comic-Con. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> stop! I, I know it. Um, I But here's what I have found. Um, I have found that even like at birthday parties, um, my girlfriend had a little birthday gathering, small at a bar type thing, and last minute, and also we drove home and we, we go, we didn't take any oh, pictures. That's so nice. We, but but there was this weird relief. Yeah, we didn't take any pictures. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> like it was a weird yeah change. I just you know just look Amelia. I'm not breaking new ground here. I'm just uh, no, no. talking about the point. But it was, how many times do you see people going to concerts and it's just a sea of phones mm-hmm. videotaping the show that they will never watch again? This wobbly, poorly lit, oh, bad audio. They're going to put a clip up, and now it's my responsibility right. to comment on it. Right. You know, right. Ken. I'm not lying. Yeah. I can't mention her name because I know she's. I'm like uh, dear uh, friend. Uh, no, no, not <laughs> a friend. Uh, acquaintance. Okay. Uh, a nice, okay. a nice person. I, I would call her a good person. Okay. I would not call her an amateur. She's not an amateur. But this is an amateur behavior. She's she, on the chart. She, she posted a photo. Yeah. A sexy photo, I should be very clear. A sexy photo next to her mother's grave. <laughs> what is she doing? Bending over the gravesite? She's what is she? Boobs out, boobs cleavage. Out. Really? And it's like, this is where you want to be sexy and slutty, making <laughs> the like, kissy face, the duck. It's your mother's grave. And then of course the caption, something like, you know, miss you so much. I'm like, oh it's, it's the duck faces at Conf- the 9-11 memorial. Con- con- that yeah, <laughs> conflicted, but I'm like, I, I just I, that is an amateur thing. Yeah. That's an amateur. That's that does she, overall. That's just an amateur yeah. behavior. She, that's a stage one move, by the way. Is a stage that's one. A stage one move. 
we get you guys out there listening have to know where you are on the chart here. Yeah, and you see a lot of that. You see, uh, I don't again. I like you. I don't want to say it's just young people because no, they could be old. no. But and I, by the way, this woman's in her mid forties. Yeah, well, there yeah. you go. That's still young, right? Yeah. Uh, no, but I've seen you know, the, the the stories of something will go viral about this. Teen, this 20-year-old posted this at a Holocaust memorial, and it's like, a lot of that stuff happens, and I think that is part of what you're saying. It's like this lack of just common sense. Well, know where you are. Yeah. Uh, take into consideration your, your surroundings. I mean, I have a photo in my book, and I live in uh, Studio City, California. Yeah. It's a nice area. There's a street in Studio City called Tahanga. They've shot a million TV shows there, because mm-hmm. it kind of looks like any town USA. It does, yeah. And I watched a guy, it was like 7.30 in the evening, plenty of sunshine out, not that yeah. that even matters, Walking around with the not a homeless guy. I mean, right. I, I got close. <laughs> you, you well, I got close because I'm going to make sure. I'm like, well, he could be a crazy homeless guy. Right. Nope. He was carrying around a ten dollar cup of coffee. Okay. And wearing his bathrobe, and I want to say nothing underneath it because I didn't see shorts yeah. and I didn't see a shirt and his slippers just walking around the city. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's nuts. And then I, you know what? I now I see him almost every week when I when I drive by yeah. there, and he's um, he, pajama shorts, no shirt on. I'm like, who's letting him in to get coffee without a shirt on? I think I know, because, uh, you, you know, you used to live over in the same area there. Uh, uh, you know, the area is known for two two things. Robert Blake murdered his wife <laughs> and the Knapsack Files studio. Um, <laughs> and the Brady Bunch house now for sale, which yep. I used to go more morning walks past it every day. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. and it is, Isn't that sad that it, you know who I'm talking about, Yes, though? yes, yes. And it's just it's like... Okay, you're the center of your world. Now we have to be the center of it as well because your balls are hanging out. And with now, let me, now let me. And now let me. I don't want to interrupt whatever you no. got going on. But this, this goes to you. my point. There was a there was a uh, an excerpt I put in my book. Mm-hmm. It's I, I was a huge fan of the series The uh, Sopranos. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And I watched that series like three or four times. And as, with all the murder and violence and intrigue and great writing, a great story. Here's the scene that stands out in my head. Tony Soprano, the mob boss. I mean, I don't want to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, patronize anyone who hasn't seen it, but he's, you know, head mm-hmm. of the mob. And he's just out on a, literally a friendly dinner with right. his childhood friend, Artie. Okay. And they're at a high-end restaurant. They're just talking. They're not talking mob business or anything. They're just talking. Guys, guys not having a nice upscale dinner. Tony can't focus because he's looking over his friend's shoulder. And in, his, in the distance, he sees a guy on a date wearing a baseball hat <laughs> in this high-end restaurant. And his friend was like, what's the matter? He goes, hang on a second. He gets up. And I remember seeing that thinking, he's going to shoot this guy in the yeah, head. Right. I, I was like, is he really? Gonna? I'm not ruining the show by telling right, you this. Right, yeah. And he just went up, no, hello, excuse me, nothing. Just walks over. He goes, take your head off. And the guy turns around, and here's where amateur behavior is 100% personified. He turns around, he goes, excuse me? And Tony Sprano says, they don't serve hot dogs here. They took out the bleachers three years ago. And uh, the guy, they, the guy says, "It's my hat. I'll wear it if I want." Right. That sentence right there absolutely encapsulates what amateur it's, thought process is like. Yes. And this guy's date kind of gives him up, like, maybe you should take maybe the hat off. Like, and you know, Tony Soprano's big dude, uh, yeah. James Gandolfini, just breathing, <sighs> and the guy just kind of sheepishly takes the hat off and puts it in his lap. And then, of course, he has to cop it off by talking to girls like. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so my point that is, is that is that is your heart on that, this matter. It is. That's my point. Just yeah. People think because uh, I paid for it. Uh, I'm white. I'm black. Yeah. I'm whatever ethnicity. I'm male. I'm female. I'm uh, I'm the owner. I'm the customer. The customer is always right. right. Uh, I drove here. Pick a reason. Pick a reason. Because I I exist and I am here. I can do whatever I want and freedom of speech. Right. I'm expressing myself creatively. I even mentioned my book. It's just a matter of time before some nimrod mm-hmm. murders someone with a hatchet, and their defense is going to be, oh, I was expressing myself creatively with a hatchet. <laughs> right. This is how I expressed myself. Blood art. Blood art, I, yes. Yeah. I'm doing a Jackson Pollock with this guy's blood. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. That, that's, 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 you mean. That's, that's amateur behavior. It's my... Yeah. And I say this in my book. I mean, you're a big uh, baseball fan, Yankee yes, fan. Sir. Yes, sir. If Ken Knapsack wanted to play for the New York Yankees, you yeah. can't wear what you're wearing right now. No. You, you, you've busted your ass. You've made it to the majors. You got to the Yankees, the pinnacle of baseball. Right. And you go, you know what? I just don't like these pinstripes. I'm going with horizontal stripes instead of vertical. <laughs> horizontal because I want, stripes. Because it's my body. I'll do what I want. You want to play the game? You got to play by the rules. You right, want right. to eat at an upscale restaurant? Take that. You got the money. Get dressed up. Yeah. Take off the hat. There's those signs we reserve the right to refuse anyone. I mean, look, we could play that game all day. Yeah. It's my hat or word if I want, and the guy could be like, it's my restaurant, I make the rules. Make the rules, yeah. You know, and then, yep. and you know what, now, I said, that 
particular scene was late 90s, maybe 2000 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. Had that scene happened now, as I mentioned in my book, that guy would, uh, he would sue, of course, right, for right, discrimination. Right. Ha- ha- cranial <laughs> discrimination or something, right? Discrimination. <laughs> right, right. He would sue. Yeah. Uh, he'd post a video. He'd bust out his phone and record the session just to, yeah. and, and try to entice the guy to hit him. Yep. He'd sue the owner of the restaurant, the maitre d', the manager. He would, it would just be a huge, he'd write a yep. blog and a Twitter about it. There'd be a Lifetime movie with Valerie Bertinelli <laughs> and all hell would break loose. It's like people just don't have any decorum. Yeah, it's uh, it's and it's I like it's it's like the comedian thing. I think a comedian can say whatever they want, but a club does have the right to say you walked our room. That's our business. Right. You're finished. We might not bring you back. That's our choice. You can say what you want. You so it it goes both ways. And that's, if you can't the common sense of if you can't handle that common sense wise, I got nothing. For well, you. look, George Carlin even said it. So, you know, words aren't bad. Intentions yeah. behind it. It's the intent. Yeah, yeah I, like I've known you a long time. I was like, come on, you idiot. Are you mad at me because I called? Right. No, you know my intention of however I said that. Yeah. You know, it says you can't. I'm like, even if if you walk the whole room, of course a club's like, I don't want this guy back. He's yeah. bad for business. But the problem I have is when a club keeps a comedian for coming back because one whiny little amateur right, right. left. Right. That makes me insane. It's like, so we're not going to appeal to the 99.9% that we're digging it. It's a common sense. You know, it's a comedy club. It's yeah. By definition, a comedy club should be a venue for free thinking, right. free expression. And guess what? As I say in my book, you're not going to agree with everything in life. Yeah. No one leaves this life unscathed. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to get cheated on. You're going to get fired. You're going to get swindled out of money. You're going <laughs> to... This is the motivational speech. <laughs> young kids are listening like, I can't wait to grow up. Uh, you're you're going to fall You're going to fall out of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to fall in love. You're going to make a ton of money, lose a lot of money, get yeah. good jobs, lose jobs, and you're going to be offended. It's going to happen. And you got to deal with and it. And you got to deal with it. I'm not saying it's every day. I'm not saying life is terrible. Yeah. But... That word offended is actually making me nuts anymore because it's, people... It's making a lot of people nuts, yeah. Pe- people think, like, you know, are, 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 my, are you... Uh, do you eat meat? Yeah. Oh, I'm offended. Yeah. No, I, offended? When you're offended, it affects you personally. Right. I mean, right. I always tease you about how much you like Star Wars and everything. Sure. I like Star Wars, just Almost not right. to the level you do. And yeah. I like The Simpsons. You like it not quite as much as I do. But a lot. But, yeah. but a lot. But, I mean, it's like, I'm not offended because someone likes Star Wars and I don't, or someone likes... the Like... You know this story about me a long time ago uh, when The Simpsons had been on for about three, <laughs> three, four years. I mean, if you tell it, it's at your own risk. I, I might be offended. Yeah. I was uh, still living in Cleveland at the time, and I was on a first date with a girl downtown Cleveland <laughs> doing that first date small talk. Yeah. And uh, she's like, what is your favorite TV show? I'm curious. And I said, oh, definitely The Simpsons. Uh, I said, there's something about that show. The writing is just on point. I said, it's really smart. Yeah. I said, it's really paving the way. I think that show is going to be around for a long time. Right. Now, if she would have said, yeah, I'm not that big on it, and maybe give me, I don't even need reason. She said, yeah, oh, good for you. But no, what she comes back with, isn't that like a kid's cartoon? <laughs> Hell out of my car. I lock the brakes up, and I hit the little button. I go, out. <laughs> and she's like, what? I go, out. <laughs> and she goes, are you serious? It was six. Everyone's like, you lift her downtown. It's like, downtown wasn't it midnight, yeah. At, yeah, yeah. you know, in the east side? If it's right in West 6th Street. It's 6 o'clock. She'd get a cab. <laughs> It's the condescension that I had the problem with. That that offended me because offended hits you where you live. Right, 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 right. It right. questions your integrity, your motivation, yeah. your loyalty, your your you know your intentions. Right, right. I, it's it's such it's it's a buzzword now. This offense thing. I, I have a you know I see what happened with James Gunn too, and I, I this, this this. I met that guy. I, I've been to his house. I, oh, I know. A long time ago. <laughs> I know. I know the parties. <laughs> yeah, you've been, I know that. Been to a few parties. I know that social circle. And I don't, I'm not defending what he said years ago. His jokes weren't funny. They're were stupid. If they were jokes, they were to get a rise. Yeah. Ped- pedophilia is not the comedy genre I want to work yeah, in. Right. There's a million other things you make jokes about. Yeah. Um, so I get it and consequences indeed. But also the intent, you have to look at the intent. Got to look at the intent. You is he, tr- to is he trying intent. to stir the pot? Is he yeah. trying to piss off an ex-wife, an ex-girlfriend, or an old boss or something? <laughs> is he trying to Is he trying to get people riled up and incite a riot? Yeah. yeah then you got a problem. But. Yeah. You know, so now we just can't have any private thoughts. We can't say anything. But hey, you guys all wanted social media. This is the price of admission. Well, I think with the gun thing too. To me, there is a little bit. If I'm being honest, I don't don't mean to be controversial, but it's like there is a little bit. The takedown culture got started, and then they took down one of their own. And uh, now everyone's like, no. Well, this this is you, you create Twitter lynch mobs eventually this is going to start to happen. I'm not saying that some of the people who have been taken down before didn't deserve it. Right. I'm just saying 
Careful, careful what you wish for. And I, my other point, all, usually when it comes to people like, oh, I don't want to, I, I don't like, like what he or she said because I'm offended. All right, so even if you are offended in the strictest sense of the word, here's an idea: don't listen to it, right. don't read it, don't listen to it, don't participate in it. You yeah. don't have to battle it or whatever. It does not. D- does it affect you? Personally, does it affect your life? Your, but I mean, I'll just you know, yeah. you like peanut butter, I like jelly. We don't get along now. Yeah, I, I just I, does it. Does you liking Star Wars more than any person I know yeah. affect my life? Right. Does me liking The Simpsons more than any person you know? Does it? Does it? Does it slow you down? Is it a detriment to your life? If yeah. it's not screwing up your life, your beliefs, your day to day living, your your finances, your relationships, your job, who cares? Right. I mean, this whole right. thing that people are getting all bent out of shape because trans people get, you know, separate uh, bathrooms. And stuff right, like right. Explain to me how that affects you. Right. Explain to me how anyone else's sexuality, right. you're my friend, who you have sex with does not affect me in the least. And you knew for a long time I didn't have sex with anybody. So. <laughs> and that, that did affect me a little bit. It made me sad, but, it, <laughs> but nonetheless, it doesn't affect me. Doesn't affect your religion yeah. your, doesn't affect Your politics do not affect my day-to-day life. And right. if, I, if it becomes such a pain in the ass, I will avoid that person. Yeah, I always don't, like, there's two things I kind of live by, like Barry Sanders' rule of act like you've been there before. Thank you. Get in the end zone, hand the ball to the referee, and then just kind of like, I don't want to b- highlight my my enemies, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to bring too much attention to Why them. would you? And covering Star Wars is just a lot of bad, toxic people. I don't even call them fans. They're just, they want to create this war, and they want to make an issue. Like, the fact that you like The Last Jedi is going to ruin my life. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to give them attention. I don't want to give them attention. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it, here's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you like The La- Last Jedi? I love it. Okay. So, so you like that you said you got fans that are complaining that they hate it. Not so much mine, but there are the, the big Star Wars genre. All right. So you know what they need to do? Yeah. They need to have an anti-Last Jedi podcast then. <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot of them do, but but I know what you mean. Yeah. But go, go do it. Go yeah. do go your listen. thing. Go do it. I wrote a book about the people making me nuts, you know, yeah. and that's the difference. I said, at least in my book, I took time to write it, craft it, uh, right. create it, and create chapters and add pictures. I took contributions from people. I got you to write the foreword. I designed mm-hmm. the cover. I must have edited mm-hmm. this thing 50, 60 times. Yeah. And frankly, I still don't... I, I would love to do a volume two and add to it and stuff. At sure least I'm not just like, I'm in a bad mood. I'm just going to tell everybody here in a quick post, right. stir the pot, and abandon shit. That's a hit and run move. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. a hit and run. We, we live in hit and run Social media now. There's those shirts going around. I think my old uh, acquaintance Jonathan London selling them on some website. Uh, create, don't hate. You know, just if you just go do it, go do it. And you are gonna have a volume two, starting with the jogging lady. Yeah, over there. <laughs> I do want to talk about transition a little bit in the conversation here uh, to the actual writing of this book. I think I'm fascinated in this create cr- content creation time where you can just go go do it. Yeah. go do it. You have a vision. Uh, I know you're a very disciplined guy. Uh, I've seen that in in action. But how did you approach writing this book? How do you pull through it? There are days where you're like, I don't want to. This isn't working. How did you? How did I want the actual writing? Yeah, the actual writing for me. I, you know, you hear comedians. I'm not going to name names because you know what I'm talking about. I write ten jokes every day. <laughs> Ran into him in Comic Con. Oh, of course Has, he did. Yeah, looks a little different now. Yeah, we had this weird moment. He goes, Ken! And I went, <laughs> hello! Hey. And a lot of times, quite, especially at Comic-Con, people who listen to my shows are like, right. hey, and I have a good moment with a supporter or a listener. And I just was like, do you want to... P- oh, I don't... Oh, it's you. Yep. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I just I, I get I get ideas. I only write when I'm inspired, and yeah. I'm not saying in the mood. There's a there's a world of difference. But oh, okay. a lot of my stuff here, now. Here's an example of technology that actually works and is you beneficial. Like, here it comes. You're not Clint, Clint Eastwood and Grand Torino. Yeah, no, yeah. right. I'm yeah. not. I, I get an idea. Yeah, the old days. I went quick. I need a pen and paper. I got an idea for a joke or a bit sure. or a book or something. I have to write this down quick. Now you can do your voice memo on your right. phone. I can right. do voice to text in my notes section or whatever. It may not be spelled right or whatever, but I can just fl- just let it rip. Yeah, and then say everything I need to say. The rant, the tirade, the subject idea, whatever. Forward it to myself. Then I take time to craft it, play with it a little bit. Right. And most of the time I let ideas and chunks of the book, sometimes the chunks are a page, sometimes they're 30 pages. I let them sit for 24 hours okay. at least because you know this because you and I have been in writing spells where you're like, oh, my God, I've been sitting at my computer for 15 hours. Two words, yeah. Yeah, next thing you know, and usually towards the end of that time, your writing's not as sharp because you're just getting fried. Yeah. So you could look back, and the next day I would go, "Oh, yeah, I don't, that's that." That's, <laughs> I said the same thing four times in that one paragraph, or like, you like, know, this makes like, no yeah. sense, or I got mm-hmm. off on a tangent or something. Okay. And it just comes down to, okay, now this is just for me when it comes to the book. I'm like, well, this 
chunk that I wrote. This is about uh, amateur location habitats. This one's about real life examples. This one's uh, the four stages. Oh, here's another stage for amateurs. Right. And then I just a matter of just co- copy and paste and moving stuff around and then editing it a million more times. Yeah, editing's the key. Yeah. Because you say inspiration, writing from inspiration uh, to those listening, I, th- I feel could be. It could be dangerous if they, if you don't follow up the way Lou does, which is you you are very disciplined, and yeah. then the rewrite, the rewrite, the rewrite. The, one of the, my, the best compliments I ever got when I was in radio was always like, "You sound in person the way you do on the radio," because I never did that. Think Johnny right, Jock right, voice, right, right. you know. I, I I don't have those kind of pipes, right. and I didn't want to talk any cooler or differently than I did in everyday life. Mm, right. And the same thing when it comes to my writing. I have four books, three different subjects, mm-hmm. uh, and I try to write like, how would I... Dave Barry is my favorite humor, humor Humorist, writer. Humorist, yeah, okay. And I love reading him because he writes... Uh, in a way that I'm like, I could read this out loud and it would be funny. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I want people to read this and picture my facial expressions because my pictures yeah. on the book or picture their own facial expressions. And right. I want them to be able to pick it up and say, hey, honey, listen to this part. And they read it. And they read it in your voice. Yeah, because yeah, no one likes being read to. And it's it's conversational, but I know what you mean. Like, Because I write out loud. If that makes sense. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I you write have out to. loud. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's good. That's good. Uh, that's comedian training. Yes. Because I, I when I work with uh, comedians one on one, I teach a method that I made up just called write it do it. Because yeah. lots of times comedians will write a joke, patent and, pending, and and they, yeah, and they do a they'll do that they'll be like yeah, 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 yeah. all right that's good. No, yeah. I write a bit. I stand up. I get out of my chair, grab a banana, pretend it's a microphone, or I have to have a, an old <laughs> yeah, microphone yeah, or whatever, yeah. and I perform it because you have to yeah. do the choreography in it. Where am I standing when I say this line, this punchline, whatever? Uh, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, that's really clunky. Usually yeah. what I say mm-hmm. does not match what I wrote. I want what I wrote to match what I said, yes. not the other way around. Yes. Because by definition, we are taught in starting back at grade school, uh, uh, complete sentences, subject verb, yeah. no prepositions, uh, don't end with a preposition, don't dangling participles, all these rules. Yeah. I like to write how people talk yep. while at the same time not looking, for lack of a better word, amateurish. Yeah, that's a struggle as you, you talk about, you know, me writing a Star Wars book and some stuff and I'll, and I'll blog stuff here and there. And I used, used to write for like tiny mixtapes and everything. And I and always would get that note. Well, you know, you put a comma. I know. Yeah. Read it out loud. Yeah. And I know it's not proper, so I'm not going to write some kind of novelle, right. of, uh, a, a 18th century uh, French uh-huh. novel. But read it out loud, a and com- you'll get it. A comma pause is different than a semicolon pause, yeah. different from an amper- uh, 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 ellipses pause, yeah. which is different oh, than yeah. a hyphen pause. Yeah, they all are. Yeah, my notice. I notice my first draft of every book I ever write. I go nuts with the semicolons and italics. <laughs> I'm like, because I'm trying to like. I really want the reader to hit this word hard so they understand yep. my point. I'm like, you gotta, you can't capitalize and boldface and italicize everything. I used to, my old job, used to have to write, you know, liability reports or training manuals. And one of my bosses came to me and she's like, you have an issue, you, you capitalize things that aren't supposed to be capitalized. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm putting in, like, yes, that means walk there with a cup W, you're capital a, W. You're, you're Elaine Bennis on that Seinfeld, <laughs> yeah. exclamation point. Yeah, I'm like, no. And exclamation points, ellipses. I'm big, me and my friend Jack Conway, when we write, when you work on our scripts, we're the ellipses kings, and it, to the point where it's probably annoying, and I understand some of it, but yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and, and it, I'm also very big on bullet points. I think bullet points are easier to read, yeah. but you don't want to have a book about with a bunch of bullet points, because yeah. then you basically have a very thick pamphlet. He just has like a the do's and do not do's of being an amateur. That's like, yeah. you know, you don't want to write that. <laughs> so I tried to balance it, you know, and, and you were the perfect guy yeah. to do the uh, amateur, the forward, because sure. one, you know me, yeah. two, you know how my brain operates, Operates right. and you, I, the, I thought I didn't know where you were going to go with that forward, yeah. but you did it so well. And I, and of course, what I do, I edited it, yeah. I, I trimmed it down a little bit. But yeah. you gave a real life example of an amateur that you run into, which yeah. was great as an opener because it shows that it's not just me. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's everybody. Yeah. And people, I, I'm getting people now emailing me long after the book's out, like, oh, I got one for your next book. I'm like, where were you for this <laughs> one? But, but it, but it just happened. It yeah. just happened. Yeah, I don't want to give away too much of that forward, but that one, that really happened in a 7-Eleven. Uh, and and one, of, one of the habitats, now I don't know if I'd call yeah. that a grocery store per se, but eh, kind of. I'm trying to make it into a snack store. And me and Josh McCuga on our show are trying to uh, start the hashtag meet for a snack and, and get 7-Eleven to send us around the country oh. to meet for a snack <laughs> at 7-Eleven. That's, that's nice. Yeah. That's so, good. So tweet out 7-Eleven, everybody. Let them know. But yeah. Yeah. 
have you been to the Whole Foods in Burbank yet? The new Whole Foods? Uh, no, no. It's like going to Disneyland. When I know you hate Disneyland, yeah. but it makes grocery shopping fun. You should go there. But you'll find some. I've been there. I go to. I went to a Whole Foods and a Gelson's the other yeah. direction. I just have not been to that location. Yeah, I mean, come on. The, it's my new favorite restaurant. Restaurant. There's a restaurant. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean that traffic in that area now is yeah, just it's crazy. Anyways, those poor people that live across the street. They're yeah. done. Uh yeah. The rent they well, they, they got the rent cottages. Yeah, yeah yeah. Well they're done. But they got the build the apartments attached to the Whole Foods that I want to move to. I don't have ten thousand a month, but uh, it'll be about that. Anyways, he's not exaggerating. He's not, folks. Yeah. It, oh gosh. You know someone so funny. Side note. Now we're free forming here a little bit. We'll bring it back to your book. Uh, um, I tweeted a joke about my apartment manager the other day, and someone in another part of the country who listens to my show is like apartment manager and put a sad face like it's sad that they're a fan of my work but that i live in an apartment i'm like yeah in la i'll never own a house i'll never own a house <laughs> well, i don't say never but it just yeah. it takes a lot more yeah yeah i mean my mom i'm not going to list my mom's price of my mom's house yeah. she lives in near, near canton ohio yeah. and she got about uh, close to 2,000 square feet that house in my neighborhood would be a million bucks Easy. start S- to start start yeah to start. with no land with heart, with just enough land to say there's some grass right there. Yeah, yeah. your dog can't even poop. Yeah, on it. you're you're not you're not throwing a uh, plane catch in the yard or whatever. Yeah. You're going to the park for that. Oh man, side so, now. Sorry, sidetracked. No, no, it's, that's all right. Uh, so this book is out. It is available on seven different locations here. Um, tell them where they find it, but also, you know, what do you, are you trying to start a, a movement here? What do you want people to do? Well, Is there a hashtag Yeah, let's just say, well, I do do hashtag amateurs. I'm on Instagram, yeah. Lucian, at Luciantini3. It's yeah. at Luciantini3. I'm on Twitter. First, the at, first two are jerks. They yeah, stole it. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, then at Luciantini on Twitter, and you yeah. can find me on Facebook. My website is Luciantini.com, yeah. and you can just click on any of my four books there, and they, it'll direct you right to Amazon. You can either uh, download it on uh, e read or uh, uh, paperback, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, go, sure. go to those places and uh, you know get it. They're five bucks for the electronic version, ten bucks for the paperback. Yeah. I also have uh, no amateurs T-shirts for yeah. men, soft baby tees that are like the soft little curvy ones, the V-necks. They're a little softer for for women, and I also have trucker caps too. And yeah. you can get those on my website. And honestly, <clears throat> I've I've mentioned this before. You. Email me a picture of you wearing a hat, a T-shirt, one of, uh, holding one of my books or whatever. I'll send you something for free. Just email me. Tell me your size. I'll send it to you for free because all the hats and shirts are like 20 bucks each. Oh, I don't yeah. care. Just want them out there. You just want them out there. You want the word out there. As we close here, what is in your a recent, other than the jogger, a recent amateur in action that you could share? that has happened to you, that you've experienced, that people will know. I had a feeling you might ask me that yeah. question. I just yeah. want one. I want a little morsel. I'll just give you, the, all right, yeah. the one. Yeah. I have to find the one that We're I like flipping the most. Through it, the book. It, was just, it was just probably towards the end of the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, that's that's something I was very careful about. Yeah. While I do have the, the amateurs sectioned off at like gym amateurs, sure. re- restaurant amateurs, shop and store amateurs, and miscellaneous amateurs, traveling amateurs, I actually made a point, I made a point of, Putting them in the order that they happened. I don't okay. date them or anything, but I wanted it to be real. It's like, here's the one that happened most recently. Right, That's right, at right. the end of that chapter. Okay, I was going to say, 1977. I, <laughs> yeah. Was it college? Um, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. Here yeah. we go. As yeah. soon as I saw the picture, I thought of it. it. Um, ordered something from Amazon, which it's no coincidence that Amazon and amateurs sound a lot alike. The apartment I live in now, very nice, very expensive apartment. It's it one of those apartments you got to be buzzed in. Then you take the elevator. I'm on the top floor. Right. So, you know, it's a really nice place. I've had easily three dozen packages delivered to Amazon or to my apartment from Amazon. Successful. Successfully. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, and I put in the instructions like you got to here's the gate code yes. and then, you know, come yeah. up and I actually have to buzz you in. I can't right. just let any amateur in my building. <laughs> This guy comes up, and he has two packages in his hand, and he goes, here you go, and he, beep, he scans one, boop, right. scans the other one, and I go, I look at one of the packages, and I go, yeah. oh, wait, that's not mine, sorry. And I hand that back to him, and he goes, what do I do? <laughs> I'm like, I go, well, that's, that's, this one's mine, that, that other package is not. He goes, he goes, but I have two boxes. I felt like I was talking to Grover <laughs> on Sesame Street. Near. Right. Far. And I go, I go, okay. I said, this is Amazon's whole MO. They deliver packages to a lot of people. And the other guy's name is like 18 miles long or yeah, yeah. Armenian name. Clearly not Lou Santini. Right, right, right. You know, it didn't even have the same. I mean, I showed him, not my not address. Not my address. It wasn't even in that building. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, it's one door down. No. It's it, Bob down it, the hall. It, no, no it, was, it was like a completely right. other building. So he goes, well, and he was like doing that. Oh. Well, and I go, dude, I said, just take it to that address. 
And he's standing, he goes, yeah, but I don't, I, said, I just closed the door. I go, I was polite. I go, yeah, I'm going to go live my life now. And I just shut the door on him. He stayed in the other side of my door and he gets on his walkie talkie with dispatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had the door shut. He exited my building. I watched him walk to his van. Yeah. I opened up the window in the hallway there and I could hear from the street, the dispatcher yelling, just deliver the fucking package <laughs> to the art address. Amateur. I mean, this is a guy who was hired. This is his job. He has one thing to do. Right. And I'm not, look, I've, uh, yeah. I'm not better than anybody. No. I'm not. I've worked tons of blue-collar, uh, menial jobs, yeah. hard jobs, digging ditches, literally painting jo- uh, painting outdoors in the heat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've worked some hard. I've had soul-sucking office jobs. I respect everyone's job. Yeah. But if you go to the interview and they say, "Can you? do you have a li- driver's license? Yes. Check. Can you read? Yeah. Sure. Can you lift up to 70 pounds? Yeah. Congratulations, you're a driver. <laughs> and you can't get that package. And when someone tells you, sorry, not mine, and you have a meltdown, you're an amateur. You're an amateur. You're that, an amateur. That's an amateur. That's a different type. Not self-entitled. Yeah. But just clueless and no common sense. And ruining. And, and a, doing life wrong. Doing life wrong. You're slowing down the flow of the pros. And ruining your existence. That is the story. That is in the book. You can buy it. You can see it for yourself. And join Amateur Nation. Amateur Nation is a decline of common sense, manners, and social skills. By my good friend, Lou Santini, a Knapsack Files veteran. Go to LouSantini.com for more. And see him do his comedy, his little comedy skits, as we would say. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's an amateur That's move. That's an right amateur there. move. Yeah. Uh, the word skit doesn't exist. Uh, go to uh, <laughs> stand up. Uh, you, you're, you're still doing stand up all around the place. Oh, and it's yeah. it's evolved. It's different, yeah. man. Good. It's, it's different in material and delivery and everything. So, you, what you're telling surprised. me is I actually have to see you again. You got to come, you gotta to, come to a in show. the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and being rejected by women. It's like, like we used to. Like we used to. Like when Ellis is like, I'm at the comedy store this weekend. I'm like, yeah, I'll be there on the patios you don't want to watch me nah i'm good um but i'll make an effort i'll make an effort i'll make an effort uh thank you very much for coming in you guys know the drill here at the knapsack files you can follow me at a lot of different places all under the name uh ken knapsack and that includes twitch instagram instagram tv and on Patreon at patreon.com slash files, which means I have to shout out my producers. That's why the, these are the ones that support me at the producer tier. They're members of the Knapsack Files boardroom. So shout out to Jason Humphreys, Christopher Paquette, that's Pags, you and me, Spencer Hunt, Alex Marriott, Kai Thatch, Kyle Gerbrandt, Zach Anderson, the Whiteout 52, uh, Donald Long, and then my executive producers, Aaron Parisian, DJ Snacks, Thomas Rizzling, Sir Thomas Atal, uh, Paul, Lethal Logan X, you know Paul, oh, yeah. uh, Matthew Simon, Bedore, and Le- LegendsCon. Check out at LegendsCon to see what they're doing. Thank you for all your support. Until next time, for Lou, but not for all the amateurs. We'll see you in the Napsack Files podcast feed. <laughs>